Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Art of Awesome, episode number 62. I'm ready for a new challenge, and, and I'm, not, I'm not done being competitive. I'm not done being uncomfortable. I'm not done learning. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going back to the thing that I wanted to do when I was 8 or 10 years old now. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about. Wait! Okay now. From the beginning. Hit it, boys. Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to The Art of Awesome. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. And today is no exception as I have a a truly awesome individual that I got to speak with today, Jimmy Johnson, the famous number 48 from NASCAR. If you guys know the legendary Jimmy Johnson, uh, no introduction needs to be made, but if you are unfamiliar for some reason, maybe you've been living under a rock and you don't know the history of Jimmy Johnson, he's one of the most winningest careers of all NASCAR history. Um, He has won seven titles of NASCAR Cup Series championships, which puts him one of three only between him, Richard Petty, and Dale Earnhardt, as those three are the only people in history to have ever won seven Series Cup championships. Though Jimmy has done something that no one has ever done before, and that was to win five consecutive championships. There was an interview actually on Success Magazine where Jeff Gordon, another famous NASCAR driver, talks about how Jimmy winning five consecutive series titles is, you know, arguably one of the greatest feats of athleticism of all time because the way that NASCAR is constantly restructuring their point series, they are making it very difficult for people to win um, time and time again. And so for the fact that Jimmy was able to win five in a row really is just incredible. Though beyond all of his accolades, Jimmy is a very humble and down-to-earth person. And along with his wife, Chandra, back in 2006, they actually started their own foundation called the Johnson Foundation. And they have donated millions of dollars um, to children, families, and communities in need. So a very humble, down-to-earth, and giving individual. And, And I had just the pleasure to hang out with Jimmy in person about a year and a half ago in Bentonville. We got to ride some bikes together. It was super cool. And very stoked and honored that he was able to take time out of his busy schedule to join us for a couple quick questions on The Art of Awesome. But before we jump right into it, I just want to take a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozen of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects the seller with a verified return process. 
And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Here is Jimmy Johnson. First off, Jimmy, I just want to say, because I'm just going to kind of roll right into this as we're recording, but thank you so much uh, for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining us here on the Art of Awesome podcast. Appreciate it, man. I know it's taken us a while to get dialed in, but I'm glad to be on. Cool. Well, thank you. Um, so as I've, I mean, we kind of got to hang out a little bit in Bentonville, uh, I guess it was probably a year and a half ago. And, and I got to learn a little bit, uh, about you and just, you know, rad dude that you are, but I've also just been researching you online and kind of just getting to know a little bit more of your story. And there's some couple things that I found very intriguing. Um, and it seems like the average career in NASCAR is 3.7 years and your career has been 20 years plus. You've won seven NASCAR Cup Series championships, five of which were consecutive and, and has never been done. You've got one of the winningest careers of all time. And for me, and, and what I think most people, they'd be proud to kind of retire after a career like that. But at 44, you're taking it upon yourself to reinvent yourself and now move into IndyCar uh, racing and streetcar racing. So where did that idea come from? You know, it it really was what my dreams were when I was a kid. Uh, growing up in Southern California, um, I knew what NASCAR was, but it wasn't that close to us. Um, IndyCar racing was, and these sports cars that I've had a chance to drive here recently, they they were, you know, around. Um, some of my heroes from off road racing is, you know, it's a form of racing that I came up through. Uh, Rick Mears and Roger Mears were off road racers that made it to IndyCar. Robbie Gordon's another name from off-road IndyCar. So, you know, that that was the prize for me as a kid. And my my opportunities led me to NASCAR. And I'm so thankful they did. I mean, clearly, um, you know, it was the right place for me to be with my skill set and, uh, and my opportunities. But now, you know, I'm at a point where after 20 plus years of doing that, I'm ready for a new challenge. And and I'm not I'm not done being competitive. I'm not done being uncomfortable. I'm not done learning. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going back to the thing that I wanted to do when I was eight or 10 years old now. And, you know, I'm in a position in life where I, I, I've, I can create those opportunities. And I think I would be mad at myself if I didn't see that through. And it, it's, uh, I've got a long road ahead of myself, you know, especially to get to a point where I can be competitive for a win, but I'm having so much fun uh, starting over in a sense and going through this that, um, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride. It's going to be a fun, uh, fun couple of years. Give us a try. That's super cool. And I, I'm the same way. And in, in a lot of ways, we're just like the, almost like addicted to learning, like just like trying new things for me is super fun. And you know, the, I think it's like that, that learning curve is where, where you get like a lot of this joy because you're able to learn, you know, at an exponential rate, like you and NASCAR, you're so far up at the top, you're, you might not be learning as quickly, right? Because you, you're kind of at the apex, whereas you can transition to something else, like a new form of racing, like into or something. And you get that, that learning curve where you're just maybe like learning new things every day. And it's, it's almost like, like an addiction a little bit. Do you find the same thing or? Totally do. Yeah. You're, you're spot on. Um, 
you know, and I also, I've just got to be real with myself that I'm only 45. Like I still want to work. I still need to do things. I, I probably don't have to work financially. I've been very fortunate there, but am I going to try to go be a businessman? No, that's, I'm, I'm going to lose all my money doing that. Like I, I don't have any experience really doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so I, I like to scare myself. I like my adrenaline flowing. I like to drive vehicles. So, you know, for me, um, I guess it is a bit surprising that I went from the top level of sedan racing with NASCAR now to the top level of formula racing in America with IndyCar. Uh, there, there's some other steps down below that make more sense, but again, you know, this, this childhood dream and, and an opportunity in front of me that I, I just, I had to take. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And a lot of people talk about how, uh, and I, and I think that there's, you know, great respect and, um, and appreciation for, for kind of like niching down and focusing down in, in one area. But I think that there's also huge, uh, advantage to being well-rounded and having just tons of different experience as well. Where do you think, or what do you think are some of the biggest advantages that you have going into IndyCar racing with your off-road racing when you were young? Um, and then your, your great history of racing with NASCAR that, like all that experience combined going into Indy, do you think that there are some advantages that maybe you might have with that under your belt versus some of the other IndyCar racers? Yeah. I mean, I found, you know, my transition from off-road to stock cars, it took a while before my off-road um, experience had a home to shine in, in the stock car. So I, I feel like, you know, it's going to kind of be similar to that now that, the foundation of driving an indie car is just so different that I need to get that part right. And then those fine little details in the end, I think my stock car background will, will come in and, and be helpful, but, you know, being older and more life experiences, I think really have me in the right headspace for this journey. And, you know, I've, I've dealt with a lot of ups and downs along the way. So when I compare myself to where other rookies are starting a, a career, um, I do feel like, you know, that part in, in life experiences are really going to give me a leg up. That's amazing. What, so this is, we're talking about rookies here. This is technically your, your rookie year in the Indy series, um, for 2021. What do you think would be maybe one of your biggest obstacles, um, you know, ahead in the Indy series? And there's so many, it's hard to pick one, but, uh, ultimately the lack of practice time. Um, because of COVID, because of the expense to race these days, um, all forms of racing and all race teams are trying to limit on track time. Mm -hmm. So that's on a race weekend. That's also a private test sessions that take place. So when I was a rookie in NASCAR, there was one year we went to 22 test sessions that were two-day test sessions. So 44 additional days in the car, in addition to the 38 races that I was running. Wow. Um, so you know, but that was 15 years ago this year. I've had four days in the car. I get one more before the season starts. And then I get an additional sixth day during the season at some point. That's it. Wow. So, and I've only seen two of the, two of the 13 tracks that I'm going to compete at. So there's uh the lack of seat time is, is really going to be a hindrance for me getting and getting in the fray with these guys. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the series itself is like half the races as well. So overall, it's just a lot less in-car time than in, in NASCAR. 
True. Yeah, that, that was something that I was really interested in, um, trying to reduce my schedule somewhat uh, compared to NASCAR. What's been wild is trying to learn these cars. I've had to drive Formula 3 cars. Um, I've also been a part of an IMSA program and ran in the Rolex 24 where we finished second. So uh, I feel like I might be busier now than I was in a full 38 race cup schedule, but I know there's some some gaps coming soon and some weekends off. That's cool. I've also been just seeing on on your social media and stuff too, where you're doing the the virtual racing. Like, it, um, ha, did you do that with NASCAR as well? Is this kind of like a new technology that you guys are doing more, or is it mainly just because of the expense of the indie series? Or kind of explain that whole thing between behind the virtual racing. Yeah, it's a little of everything. I mean, I know uh, the driver in the twenty four car that Jeff Gordon used to drive is a guy named William Byron. William cut his teeth being a sim racer and then got his shot at Hendrick Motorsports and took over that ride two years ago. So there, there is a pathway now for kids that maybe don't grow up in racing, but enjoy it and, and learn what they need to in sim. Hmm. Um, I only did it because the lockdown happened and we weren't at the real race track and we were trying to keep partners happy that I got into the sim side. Uh, it is much different than real life you know, the car dynamics are hard to replicate, but the visual aspect is spot on. Um, So you take all of that and then there's an additional level or layer that's out there where the manufacturers have the true and proper car data built in with the visual effects that that take place. And they have these huge rooms that are these big virtual simulators that we get to drive. So I've used them some in NASCAR, um, but in the sports car, IndyCar side of life, they're much more advanced and uh, a big part of kind of the, the weekly prep leading into each race. That's amazing. What what's So we were just talking a little bit earlier about, you know, you thinking what I do in kayaking is a little crazy. I think you, you know, racing these courses at 100 plus miles an hour is a little crazy. What's kind of the mindset or the pre-race routine that you have going into these races? Because I would imagine like, it, it takes immense amount of focus to, to stay focused going that fast at, at this speed for such a long race. Yeah, I, I assume it's probably real similar to your world where um, the environment, it just brings up so, so much energy and emotion that I find my, my pre-race prep is more about trying to stay calm and conserve energy. The, uh, you know, my brain's going, I'm thinking about all these things, I need to make sure that I eat and I'm hydrated. But, you know, especially that hour, hour and a half before, I just want it nice and calm and quiet and, and really not, uh, you know, out and about in, in just being distracted. You know, I just want to bring in my thoughts, be col- collected, conserve energy. Um, because when you get in the car, it's especially in a NASCAR race, they're four hour races, you, you need to be your best at the end and and coming out of the gate too hot you can create some problems and some issues that you can't re- recover from yeah 100% i i've got a similar similar mentality when i do events and competitions too where i'm just trying to relax and kind of i don't know go internal a little bit more and, and same thing conserve that energy for sure and jimmy i want to be cautious or uh, of your time here with me and, and i'm you know, very appreciative of, of you being able to take some time out of your busy schedule. So I'm going to kind of move us on to a couple last questions that we have for uh, the section that I call the fire round. Um, Jimmy, do you have a favorite quote that you live by? Uh, I, I have a couple. One that comes to mind quickly. It comes from my dad. <laughs> and 
Um, I, I shared it with Chase Elliott as he was going for his first cup championship last November. And of course, with the butterflies and the demands and being pulled in a million different directions, he was looking for some you know, really impactful device. So I shared with him my dad's philosophy that uh, I've used over my career and my championships, which is keep it simple, stupid. I like that. It just, it, and when you're in that competitive moment, worrying about everything, just keep it simple. Stupid is like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it Chase really appreciated it. <laughs> That's cool. No, it, it really, I mean, it speaks volumes with, with its simplicity in itself. Um, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, if you could go back in time to any time of, of your life and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? You know, there are moments that I I thought that I would change, you know, being asked a question like this or have even thought of it on my own merit. Like, man, I wish I could go back and change this. But mistakes kind of make you who you are, you know, and, and, um, and personally, professionally, you know, that's all part of, of growing. So I... I don't know if I'd really want to change anything, but I'd, I'd like to tell myself to just savor it a bit more. You know, it's, it's gone by so fast. I mean, a 20 plus year in NASCAR, it seems like yesterday I was just a rookie and getting started. And I have a 10 year old daughter and a seven year old daughter been married 17 years. Like it's just amazing how fast it's going by. So uh, I would probably tell myself to savor it a bit more. Yeah. I, I, Completely agree. And and I like to tell people that there's nothing that keeps track of time like children. I, I've also got two kids uh, like you, and it blows my mind that my son is is seven turning eight this year. And I'm like, man, where did time go? Like, <laughs> Where does like, it go? It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I've got uh, another question here for you. If, if today was your last day on earth, Jimmy, and everything that you have done up to now would disappear. So all of the championships, all of the interviews, your, your entire history would be erased from time. And all you were left was a piece of paper and a pen. And you could leave three truths to your family, to your daughters, uh, to anybody that that's been following you. What would those three truths be? Oh, live, love, be kind, something like that. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Well, Jimmy, thank you so very much again for joining me. This has just been incredible. And I very much look forward to getting back together with you in person sometime. And I hope that we can connect in Charlotte, hopefully, and uh, take you down the whitewater course, get you in a boat. I think it'd be super rad. Um, and I wish you the best of luck with the IndyCar series this year. And I'll be paying close attention to it. And yeah, I hope to see you on the podium and at least smiling out there and, and enjoying yourself. <laughs> So thank you so very much. I appreciate it, buddy. The the last question before we sign off is, um, what is your definition of awesome? Man, I use that word a lot. So it could be from, uh, I've even modified it into awesomeness in in certain texts that I send out. Um, I guess it would be, to generalize, would be that, uh, you know, something that I do or experience myself or with others that uh that makes you feel like a kid i love that i love that there's yep. there is there's there's nothing better than that feeling and and i think that sometimes we forget about it and then as adults 
we get a glimmer of it again and we're like, oh my gosh. And you just like fall in love all over the, uh, all over totally. again. And it's just, yeah, to chase that childhood, um, joy is, is something special for sure. So anyway, thank you so much for your time, Jimmy. Thanks, buddy. And you have a great, a great day. Well, that's our interview with Jimmy. Again, very appreciative for the time he was able to spend with us, uh, for the questions and just his, his wealth of knowledge and experience, and again, wish him great success as he goes into his rookie year in the IndyCar series. Thank you all so very much for listening, for joining us, and I hope you were able to appreciate and get some value out of this interview. I sure did. And if you did, please, if you guys could share this out with one person. I'm just asking to share it with one person. Help us spread the message. Help us spread the word and build our community and collective together as a whole. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and hit subscribe as then you can stay up to date and in tune with our latest episodes. As Mondays, like today, we have our deep dive interviews. And Fridays, we've got our shorter format, bite-sized pieces of content called our Friday Fire. So anyway, if you haven't, please go ahead and hit subscribe. Thank you guys so much. I'm Nick Troutman, signing off, wishing you all an awesome day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.